Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome, everyone, to the Super Bowl edition of the Sharp Lessons podcast. I'm Ben Wittenstein. He's the professor, Nate Jacobson. Nate, we're coming to the end of our football journey. Started, you know, I think it was all the way back in like August. We were doing team totals and trying to predict who would even like make the playoffs and everything like that. Now it's February 10th. It's absolutely freezing outside. And we're finally going to get a chance to bet on the Super Bowl. Yeah, I was thinking it was after the NBA Finals, which ended, I believe, like July 20th or something where we started doing power conference previews for college football. So late July, early August, then we went to three times a week around Labor Day week for the start of college football. And we're doing two episodes or three episodes every week pretty much for the last five, six months. So crazy journey we've had, uh, kind of, uh, I don't say a relief, but it's nice to maybe have a little bit of time to rest and relax and have some time to look at other sports, college basketball, and then playoffs in the two American leagues, and then the summer of of sports fun. So not going to complain. It was a good season. I thought the podcast did really well. It was a lot of fun discussing picks, talking to you, Ben. Uh, But let's end off with the Super Bowl, the big game, where there's plenty of prop bets to go along. And I know last week I wasn't totally excited about this game, but after looking at prop bets the last 10 days, I'm really excited just to see how this game plays out and to see if I'm right with some of the uh, stronger convictions I have for the Super Bowl that we'll go over in the next 20 or 30 minutes. Yeah, you have to get excited for the Super Bowl. It's the Super Bowl. you got to get excited for it. So we're excited. It's the Rams and the Bengals. If uh, you're just finally starting to look at the line, it's Rams minus four at most places. That total is at 48 and a half. So we have a ton of props. We have some side bets, maybe some total bets. Um, I will say just right off the top, Nate, that I don't think I'm going to be betting a side. I just, I A, I kind of want to root for both teams. I, I'm okay with either team winning. And B, I don't think I can say with confidence that one side or the other is going to hit. Um, I'm If I had a lot of money to bet, I may bet the Rams money line, and that would probably be the one bet that I would make. But I still don't feel great about that either. I, I really think the Bengals have a pretty decent chance to win this one. So I, I think I'm going to be staying away from the sides at least, and, and maybe even the total. This may just be a complete prop bet game for me. Yeah, and I wrote in my article that's on WatchSatan.com. You can check out my Twitter account. came out Thursday morning about how when it comes to a Super Bowl, even though it's the biggest game, it doesn't mean you have to have your biggest bet of the year, whether it's the side or the total or anything really about the game if you don't find value. And especially the Super Bowl where all the information is accounted for, uh, you're not getting any 
edge, I guess, that you might get in a regular season NFL or college football game. So you really aren't betting into uh, um, numbers that are potentially wrong. So for me, this isn't a big game for me in terms of making a, a big bet just because the line is correct in a game that sees so much betting volume. So, yeah, I'm in the same boat with you, Ben. And now with the accessibility of live betting we have, uh, there's no issue with just kind of waiting to see how the game plays out and maybe making a wager um, at a commercial break, especially in the Super Bowl where the commercial breaks might be a little longer. You might have another like 30 60 to 60 seconds to kind of think about what bet you want to make. But definitely don't have to get involved pregame if you don't have a strong feel. And I think we're kind of in the same boat in, in terms of not feeling totally strong about a side. But I agree with you. If I do like a side, I'm going to wait to see if the Rams' money line kind of gets bet down or a lot of action is on the Bengals' money line, which causes the Rams' money line to maybe move to minus 180 or something. It's a lot of places minus 190, minus 200. But I wouldn't be uh, opposed to betting the Rams at a potentially cheaper money line than what the point spread indicates because typically a point spread of four, four and a half, the money line is usually minus 200 or higher for the favorite. All right, so let's go through these props. We'll just go back and forth. I do one, you do one, I do one, you do one, because we got a bunch of props that we like. And then we have some fun props, of course, that we want to get to uh, at the end of that. But I have four for sure props that I have bet. Looks like you have had five so far. So I'm going to start with one. I know our buddy Michael Kim loves this bet. He was talking about it on Live on the Line. I really like it, too. Um, I got it at better odds than what he suggested on the show that was recorded on Thursday. I think he got the no-touchback bet that there would be no touchback at minus 118. I was able to grab it at plus 110. I thought it was pretty good odds for a bet like this, considering, A, the ball that they use for the kickoff is supposedly harder than most of the balls that these kickers use during the regular season because what they do with these is if they can get the ball, they bring it right into the Hall of Fame. So they use it once, bring it into the Hall of Fame. So it's a different type of ball. B, you have to think of nerves with the kicker. You have to think of nerves with the returner. The returner is going to grab this ball. In a normal game, he might just kneel it in the end zone for a touchback. But in the Super Bowl, you, people remember Devin Hester. So they, they grab the ball and they think, maybe I'll just try to return it here. Opening kickoff of the Super Bowl, let's see what we can do. So I like no touchback. If you can get it at plus money, awesome. I know a lot of these sportsbooks probably have it at like minus 105, minus 106 at some places. It's definitely not the favored one, but I do like no touchback as a prop bet. Yeah, and I saw a lot of articles this week where this prop of the no touchback on the opening kickoff was gaining a lot of steam. Uh, I think some places, even like plus 150. Um, I think last year even it was plus 230, and our uh, guest of the show from early on the year, Sam Penyanovich, was on that last year and tweeted, yeah. the, tweeted just a few days ago how about how there's a lot of value lost in it, and it's no secret anymore about this prop bet. So maybe it hits. Uh, the number isn't as good as it once was, but that's something to keep in mind for next year when that opens. And if the bookmakers forget about that prop and maybe jump on that right away, because I'm sure that prop bet will gain a lot of steam, especially if for some reason there is a touchback this year. Maybe people will jump off it. Maybe next yeah. year will be the time to jump. Yeah, on. And you so got to pounce. Yeah, I think there's a there's a couple of bets. So you kind of want to make every Super Bowl. And I think that's one you could add, especially, as you mentioned, the different type of ball that is kicked for the opening kickoff so yeah that's a good one if you can get plus money or better um i'll start with my favorite one i guess there's two favorite ones but i'll start with uh the one i probably most recently bet and it's second half to be the higher scoring half 
than like the first half. I know there's a three-way market that offers second half, tie, first half. I like the second half. I found a minus 110 um, just last night when kind of doing research for the show. Um, it's kind of bouncing around. You can also probably bet uh, a two-way market where it's just second half or first half, where if it's a tie, you get your money back. But that would be like minus 125, minus 130. I like all those numbers as long as it's reasonable on the juice. Uh, this reason I like this bet is kind of how I think this game will play out, where I could see a slow start from both teams, specifically the Bengals. And if you look at the first half total in this game, it's 23 and a half across the board. And the full game total is 48 and a half. So just based on kind of doing some simple math, the projection for the first half or the expectation is 23 and a half points. And if you subtract that by 48 and a half, that means the second half they're expecting 25 points. So just kind of that difference itself is enough of a gap where if you're getting laying only minus 110 for the first half to be or second half to be higher scoring, it just makes a lot of sense. And add in the fact the game state I expect with the slow start, a lot of familiarity between the teams in terms of the head coaches being on the same staff. Uh, in Los Angeles and the last time the Rams were in the Super Bowl. And just Super Bowl is usually start, starting off slow, and there's a feeling out process. I see both coaches running the ball early as they're kind of trying to acclimate to the game. So really like that one. If people have asked me, like, what's your favorite Super Bowl prop, prop? And I've given out two, and one of them is second half to be the highest scoring half of the game. All right, I'll do this one. I think this is the one I bet first, so I guess you could say it's probably my favorite. But I'm going to do the Bengals over one-and-a-half field goals. Uh, I, I think this is a game where you may see Evan McPherson kick three field goals. I mean, I don't think that's out of the uh, options here. And I like the under. I'm leaning towards the under, so I think this is a pretty heavily field goal-filled game. Um, so Bengals over one-and-a-half field goals is one that I like. It, this can be a thing where Joe Burrow can easily move the ball downfield. He gets into, t- into the Rams' territory, and then the Rams' defense can shape up, button up, and stop him on third down. So we'll see Evan McPherson, I think, a lot in the Super Bowl. So if you can still grab over one-and-a-half field goals for him, I know there's some places that have over two-and-a-half now at plus money, um, which may not be the worst bet in the world if you can get it at pretty high plus money. But Bengals over one-and-a-half field goals is one of my favorite bets for this game. So my variation of a bet that's similar to that and something discussed last week is Bengals to have the longest successful field goal. So it's a bet on Evan McPherson, but it's also a bet against Rams kicker Matt Gay, who has been really shaky this playoffs. And just looking at the McPherson side, and you mentioned just another reason to support your over one and a half, is he's kicked four field goals apiece in all three playoff games. So he's 12 for 12 from field goals, and they've trusted him from the long distances. Uh, So I like the chances of, as you mentioned, Burrow getting him to a point maybe just outside the red zone, maybe a third down sack. McPherson is asked to kick a 50-yarder, and I feel really good about making this, especially the state of the Rams kicking game with Matt Gay, who missed a 47-yarder short against the Buccaneers in pretty fair conditions in Tampa Bay. And then the NFC title game missed from 54. So I think Sean McVay is going to be very cautious in terms of trotting out Matt Gay for a long field goal, unless it's like the end of a half or end of a game where it was like the last play and they can't really improve a, a field goal is a better chance of like a Hail Mary at the end of a half. So that, that'd be a worry, I guess. But the prices kind of vary. I would definitely shop around for this one because I did see a minus 120 available last night. 
but some places it's like minus 132, minus 135. So this is one of the prop bets where I like it, but definitely shop around for the best number because this bet has been bet pretty hard since it opened. And I, I even, when I was looking at Super Bowl props for the first time uh, for the Super Bowl, the Monday after this matchup was set, I was sitting in the airport uh, with my friend Chris, and we were just kind of scrolling through our sports betting apps, even though we were in a place where sports betting wasn't allowed, um, at least in, in those specific apps, but uh, was able to kind of scroll around. And that was one that like immediately jumped out of me, just knowing McPherson's been so good this playoffs and that a lot of people are going to want to bet positively for the Bengals kicker. You're doing it in terms of over field goals, which I approve of and I hope wins because if that wins, and I really like this bet, Bengals have the longest successful field goal. Yeah, it seems like we're on the same page where I think it's going to be pretty field goal heavy for the Bengals. There was a uh, there was like a bonus boost that a sportsbook was doing a day or two ago of Joe Burrow to get over two and a half touchdowns or over one and a half touchdowns thrown, which I really liked in his last game. And I hit that as just a normal prop in that hit. But I I'm a little worried about that for the Super Bowl for him to get two touchdowns, um, especially against this type of defense. So that type of thinking really gets me loving a lot of these field goal props on the Bengals side, at least. And so the longest one makes a ton of sense. Let's go to the quarterback, though. Let's go to Joey B. We talked about his touchdown passes. I don't know if he gets over one and a half or two touchdowns or three touchdowns. But what I do think he will do is I think he's going to be running for his life, Nate. I hmm. think this defensive line, this is the this is not a secret. Everyone knows the Rams' defensive line is good and the Bengals' offensive line is bad. So I think we have to lean into that a little bit. I'm not sure if knowing that is going to go into me betting the Rams or betting against the Bengals, whatever it is. But I do think Joe Burrow is going to be using his little feet to run out of that pocket when it collapses pretty quickly. So I'm going to go Joe Burrow over two and a half rushing attempts. He had five against Kansas City. Uh, he had two in the two games before that against the Raiders and then against the Titans. And then he had five again against uh, Kansas City. So when you see some of these better defensive lines, it looks like he likes to run. I think he can do three rushes pretty easily in this type of game. And we saw him. He has wheels, Nate. He can run. He's quick. I think he's going to want to show that off, especially if the pocket starts collapsing. He, he's smart enough not to force anything. I think we see Joe Burrow run three to four times in this game. So I'm going to go over two and a half rushing attempts for Joe Burrow. And something to keep in mind, a rushing attempt could also be a kneel down, whether it's at the end yeah. of the half, whether the Bengals end up winning the game and he ends up kneeling one or two times, that definitely could go into it. So not saying the Bengals are going to win, but just kind of that added element kind of lifts this bet a little bit better than, than I'd say uh, would if it was, you know, I think it's a solid bet, basically. So I'm going to go next, and I'll stay with a Bengals player prop. Uh, T. Higgins over 70 a half receiving yards. Uh, it's gone up a little bit from this morning, actually, but I'd still play it at this number. 69 and a half, I think, is widely available. But uh, the prop here and the and the handicap for this is, is two things. One, it's matchup, and it's the potential that T. Higgins is going to see a lot of Darius Williams, who's the second outside cornerback for the uh, Los Angeles Rams. Of course, Jalen Ramsey, the top cornerback. And I just have a feeling that Ramsey's going to see a lot of chase because Ramsey wants that matchup against chase. Uh, the Rams are a pretty top-heavy team where they're going to want their star player to play against the star player for the Cincinnati Bagels. And Jamar Chase to slow him down. But T. Higgins is a really good wide receiver. 
has a great pedigree from Clemson. He was a one of the early second round picks, could have easily been a first round pick. Six five, big frame. And I think there's a lot of advantages here for T. Higgins in terms of the matchup and just kind of the physical attributes that he provides. Um, the last two playoff games, he's gone off and been a huge part of the offensive success for Cincinnati when they needed him. And I think they're going to go back to him plenty in this game. So over on T. Higgins receiving yards. And I also like the fact that my thought about how the game script's going to play out is the Bengals will be playing from behind. They'll be trailing. They'll be th- throws forced to throw, which kind of boosts the chances that T. Higgins is used more and gets opportunities for receiving yards. So T. Higgins over, player prop for me in the Super Bowl. I think we're on the same wavelength here with uh, the Bengals having to pass late in the games because this this one, this is full transparency. I took Cooper Cup to score a touchdown, but only because it was boosted. But I have to put it out there. Full transparency here on Sharp Lessons. We let everyone know what we're betting. I got Cooper Cup touchdown at plus 100. Um, so I'm taking Cooper Cup to score um, at that number. I think he's like minus 190 right now normally. I, I don't know if uh, that's worth it to hit it at that high of juiced but if you can get him in a boost or get him some way maybe put him in a parlay with something like that i like cooper cup to score a touchdown but my real bet that i'm thinking of making and more and more convincing myself as i'm looking at the statistics screen right now on this podcast nate joe mixon over 25 and a half receiving yards and over three and a half receptions um, if we're staying with the motif of Joe Burrow having a run for his life in the pocket or with the, the defensive line for the Rams really pressuring Joe Burrow, I think he's going to be dumping it off a lot. And I think Joe Mixon is going to be the guy that he's going to be dumping it off to in open space. So I think he can get over 25 and a half yards. He's hit over 25 and a half yards in his last five games in a row. And this includes playoff games and, and the end of the regular season. So these are pretty big games that they're relying on Joe Mixon through the air. Um, he had three receptions in the last game, six, four, and then seven. So he, he gets plenty of opportunities to get this ball. He's even targeted more than that. So I like mixing through the air if you can get his receiving yards over 25 and a half, and then over three and a half receptions. That's a little juiced, but I think it's still worth it. Maybe if you want to put it in a parlay or something. Um, but I do like mixing receiving yards and mixing receptions. Yeah, I like the receptions a lot more just because I could see maybe – quick dump-offs when he's in danger but not getting yep. many yards after. But I know they have a kind of a more of a pass-specific running back in Samaj P. Ryan, who I think will be in those like obvious passing downs where it's third down because he's a, he's a better blocker than Mixon. So the receiving yards I'm going to be a little worried about, and I'd actually lean towards the under there. But for receptions at three and a half at reasonable juice, if you do think that uh, Burrow will have trouble – uh, with protection or the Bengals have trouble protecting him, then I can see him getting kind of dump offs that kind of go nowhere. Uh, so the receptions are there, but the receiving yards aren't there after. Um, I'll go ahead and talk about my Rams receiving prop thoughts in terms of uh, their pass catchers. I'm going to overlook Cup and OBJ. I know a lot of, there's going to be a lot of attention to those guys. Uh, but for me, I bet Van Jefferson over 29 and a half receiving yards at 30 and a half. That's still fine. Uh, Jefferson's the big play threat. I think he's going to get a lot of Eli Apple just because the other cornerbacks, uh, the better cornerbacks on Cincinnati will be on Cup and OBJ. And I'm predicting the Rams to kind of pick on Eli Apple because he's their weak link of the Bengals secondary. Jefferson's the beneficiary. He's their deep threat. So you can get this in, in one or maybe two receptions. 
And there's always something nice about the instant gratification of winning a bet early. And I think Jefferson can do that for the Rams uh, in just one catch. So I like Van Jefferson. And then the other thing I'm trying to, I'm kind of monitoring, and I'm sure a lot of people are, no secret the Bengals struggle to cover tight ends. The problem with that, Tyler Higby, Rams tight end, um, doesn't look like he's going to play. Well, maybe he'll give it a go, but won't be at 100%. But as soon as we get an answer about him, I'm sure the player props for tight ends will come out and be widely available in the form of Higby and or Kendall Blanton, who is the backup tight end for the Rams, scored a touchdown in the divisional round. I believe he's the first touchdown scorer in that game. And uh, I'm going to look to maybe target some Kendall Blanton receiving props over if they're in like the 20s and Tyler Higby is out. And I also have some interest in betting both Blanton and Jefferson to be the first touchdown scorer, both at around 16 to one. If Higby is out, then definitely we'll bet on both of them. If Higby is in, I'll probably stay away from Blanton and bet what I would have bet on Blanton and just break it a, a double bet on Van Jefferson first touchdown score. So that's my approach for Rams receivers where I have a bet in on Van Jefferson, but on, um, on Kendall Blanton or any Rams tight end, Obviously, can't even bet that yet because the numbers aren't available as of Thursday evening. All right, let's do some fun props that we have. Of course, the coin flip is always a favorite for a lot of people. I think you should just say you're taking heads. I'll say I'm taking tails, and then this podcast will at least be right about one bet in well, the Super Bowl. Well, I'll say I, I'm willing to bet that for you with you if it's plus 100 odds, where it's like true a coin flip. I my <laughs> one yes. recommendation for the game is don't lay minus 105 on a bet that's truly minus 100 or plus 100. So if you want to side bet your friends, go ahead and make that bet, but don't be betting this with the uh, with the sports book who's taking um, some juice from a truly 50-50 proposition. All right, here's an interesting one that I might bet, to be quite honest, and that's the jersey number of the first touchdown score. Is it going to be over 23.5 or under 23.5? The under is favored at minus 140. The over is plus 110. The under makes sense. I think that's why it's favored yeah. because, what, you have OBJ. You have you have a lot of guys on each side that are under 23.5 for their jersey number that have a chance to score and that are big scorers. Yeah, I looked at the top six in terms of first touchdown score odds, and that's pretty much just like the top six for any time touchdown score. So it's the, the top running back and top two receivers from each team. And I think the reason why it's set at 23 and a half is because Cam Akers is one of the uh, players in that group and he wears number 23. So I think that's kind of like the dividing line. But you get with the under, you got Cam Akers, you get Cooper Cup, you get OBJ. So if you think the Rams are going to score a touchdown first and you get Van Jefferson, then unless it's Kendall Blanton or Tyler Higby or someone else, then I think the, the under 23 is a really good bet. Plus you get Jamar Chase in case the Bengals are the first to score. Uh, for the Bengals, there's some higher scoring numbers, whether it's Mixon at 28, T. Higgins, where's number 85, I believe Tyler Boyd, number 83. So I think this is kind of a, if you like the Rams to score first touchdown, I kind of do. Uh, you're getting a lot of the top Rams players in terms of uh, probability to score a touchdown in this prop, plus Jamar Chase as a bonus, who obviously has a lot of touchdown equity. As a Bears fan, this next one stings. Any kick to hit the uprights? Yes is plus 400. No is minus 550. Any, are you going to be making this to, for a kick to hit the upright? 
I, do, I will not be making this. I will not be betting plus 400. I feel like that's not enough. Um, obvious, honestly, one reason it why happen that often. It, yeah, it, it just if I think McPherson is going to kick field goals, he's he hits them down the middle. There's really no doubt about him. And sure, maybe Matt Gay is a little bit shaky, but I also don't think the Rams are going to be kicking many field goals in this game, honestly. So I would definitely not bet this yes, even though it's a big plus price. I feel like maybe the next one, the prop we're going to talk about in terms of kicking, uh, I would rather bet the yes on at a big plus price instead of this one where it's kick to hit an uprights. Yeah, this one's punt down inside the five-yard line. Yes, plus 350. No, minus 500. Um, this is kind of a fun bet to root for, to be quite honest. And I think I, I'm I'm leaning towards the under, as I've said. And with that comes the idea that probably there will be quite a few amount of punts. Um, and especially because we're in a dome, it's on turf. You might see that ball bounce a little bit more than it usually does if it's on grass. I kind of like this at plus 350 for a punt to be down inside the five-yard line. Yep, and Johnny Hecker, a very good punter. Yeah. I can see a lot of situations where a team does get past midfield, but it's too long for a field goal, maybe for the Rams case, and they're kicking, uh, punting from, like, the 42-yard line, and there's a opportunity to be punted inside the five-yard line. I'm not sure if the math is right to bet plus 350, but I think that there's definitely some opportunities in this in this game where it's more likely to happen than maybe an average NFL game. Last play of the game to be a kneel down. Yes is minus 200, no plus 150. Like I, I would take no. I kind of like no at plus odds. Yeah, that's I just basically put these fun props in and wanted to talk about them just because these are props that are very unique and they're literally just posted for one game a year and it's a Super Bowl. <laughs> and I think it's just kind of fun to think about how the game's going to play out. Obviously, if you think the game's going to be a blowout or maybe an anticlimactic ending, then that then one way to go is 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 uh the yes at minus 200, but I think that's all built into the number. Although I guess if it's like a big enough blowout, there might not be knees where the team might just be like running the ball they're running back and letting the run uh, clock run out. So not necessarily something I'm going to bet, but because this prop's available, no matter what the score of the game is, I'm going to make sure I stay glued to the TV and uh, make <laughs> sure all the, the entire game. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be confetti on the field. And I'll be like, wait a minute, was that a kneel down or or not? And, and probably ruin someone's uh, Super Bowl party on Sunday evening, but. Yeah, that's uh, just something I'm going to uh, probably care about at around uh, 9.15 Central Time on Sunday night. Well, you got to get to the most important bet of them all, and that is the color of the Gatorade that's dumped on the winning head coach. Orange is the favorite. Um, I think the least favorite is like pink or red is what yeah. I saw. And you got some blues. Yellow, I think, is always a really solid bet for the number that you can get. Um, I, I've never bet this before, but might as well. Something fun, something to get you to watch to the end of the game and even afterwards. Yeah, I haven't bet this ever. Uh, I think blue is going to be just taken by default if the Rams are going to win, but I think that's not really how it works in terms of Gatorade color. I think blue was the Gatorade color last year in the Buccaneers one. So I think this is kind of random luck in the draw. So I definitely wouldn't bet orange because it's the favorite, but I maybe look out clear or or the green-yellow option, uh, that's high, or, uh, a combination. So I uh, don't really have a, a too strong of an opinion, but that's another thing where you're going to be interested to see 
what's the color of the Gatorade? Probably around the same time of the uh, last play of the game to be a kneel, yes or no. So yeah. a lot of action right there if you uh, can, <laughs> can stomach the uh, waiting for like three hours and 45 minutes with a longer halftime show and longer commercials and potentially just a long game. You can get real rich right at the end of that based on the kneeling and the color of the Gatorade. Um, but that'll do it for most of our bets. Um, I, again, I don't have a side. I'm leaning towards the under, but we gave all our props, so I, I think this is going to be prop heavy for me. Yep, definitely prop heavy like most Super Bowls are. Really how most Super Bowls should be just because there's so many prop bets available. Uh, definitely worth taking advantage of some things that are mispriced because the side and total for a Super Bowl is never going to be mispriced. Uh, the total of this game did open 51, so I guess that was the mispricing, but within 10 minutes it was down to 49 and a half. So unless you had a quick trigger finger, probably missed out on the best of the side in total, unless you have a real strong opinion one way or the other. But for me, I kind of agree where both the side and total is currently as we speak on a Thursday evening. All right, so before we sign off, what do we want to do? A couple uh, couple notes from the podcast. Um, this will be the last show for just a couple weeks, just taking a short break after football season, yeah. kind of getting that time between the end of football season and then the start of March Madness. So we'll take a, a week or two off, and then we'll be back. Last week of college basketball, we'll be back with a ton of bets for March Madness. And then, of course, when the tournament starts, Nate, it's just going to be bets on bets on bets on bets for March Madness in the tournament, and then you have the Masters, which is going to be your forte. So it's going to be – we're going to be off for a little bit, but then we come back and get thrown right back into the fire. Yeah, I think the week I'm looking forward to the most is conference tournaments just because there's so many games each day. Yeah. The, I mean, the NCAA tournament's great the first two days with 16 games the first two days, but I think in the conference tournaments there's like – seems like 60 games a day, and they're all pretty entertaining because they're back-to-back-to-back. So I know that week we'll probably do some stuff. Um, outside the podcast to have some content for for you guys but make sure to read my golf article that comes out every tuesday ben's nba article every wednesday follow us on twitter individually uh, follow us on the bet apps that we track our bets at if you want to follow any of our our plays in, in college basketball or nba or anything else golf and i yeah, just want to thank everyone and thank you ben for a great season and for uh for everyone for tuning in all football season it was a lot of fun uh, definitely a, a fun year, a long year, but uh, it's good to have football back after, especially after last season, kind of being a compromised college football season and then the NFL just being a little bit different in terms of handicapping factors. So uh, looking forward to doing some work uh, in a few weeks probably for the 2022 seasons and some early schedule analysis stuff, but uh, definitely looking forward to some time off before we get back into the uh, swing with college basketball around the beginning of March. Yeah, we're excited. It's going to be a fun March, middle March and March, start of April. Then we got baseball, hopefully coming up. Um, so that'll be a lot of fun. But uh, Nate, thank you. Thanks to everyone listening. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. So keep subscribed. So you get that episode right when it drops with all of your conference championship conference tournament bets for college basketball but until then good luck in the super bowl and uh, go rams and or Bengals.